It's a special holiday edition of Cue It Up with the Q Brothers. I, of course, am John Quattrucci. I'm Ralph Quattrucci. This is us. There we are. I'm sorry I stole that. I'm not supposed to steal that from you. That's right. I hate when you do that. So uh, we have a special treat for you today. Listen, we did the Thanksgiving one, and to be honest with you, uh, it probably wasn't as upbeat as some of our other ones. So we're going. I'm uh, going to apologize. I'm going to apologize because that's not what our audience demands from us. But uh, anyway. So this week uh, on Yippie Kaye, we did a holiday roulette. We talked about Christmas movies. So I thought, much like we did with the Western genre, we're going to do the holiday genre. And, Ralph, we have a special guest, one of our uh, cast members from Yippie Kaye, uh, one of the beyond. And we have Drew. So today's episode, two Qs and a Drew. Say hi, Drew. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, Hey, Drew. How's it going? Give us your full name, Drew, please. My full name is Drew Gould, and I'm excited us. that when you were doing a Christmas episode, you thought, well, I'll invite my Jewish friend. So well, thank you very much. Okay, so we were going to originally call it Two Q's and a Jew, but I didn't think you like that. <laughs> so instead, we're doing Two Q's and a Drew. I so, honestly, I didn't even know. Well, listen, accurate. I didn't know we had any Jewish friends, so I'm, I'm happy. It's good. Drew lets us know that almost every podcast <laughs> that he's Jewish. <laughs> I, I mean, cut the crap. He's proud of it. Listen. He should be. I don't listen. Okay. So, Drew, we usually start this off. We start this off with a simple question: uh, What'd you do this week? Uh, what have you done? Anything you want to talk about? Can Drew. we skip that and just get right to the holiday movies, or not? Well, uh, since it is in the Red Productions, and you control just about everything, including the editing, which you can edit it out, we certainly can do that. Because apparently, you don't feel like you have enough control. Oh, no, you know what? I do have some. Uh, you know what? Go ahead, Drew. I do have something I want to talk about. I'm sorry. Oh. My bad. Okay, Go so ahead, Drew. Drew, now that Drew. Ralph's given us permission, uh, but, what? It, well, the, but the rule is Drew only one on this podcast. Yeah, only yeah, Drew. Yeah, we got <laughs> Drew. We got to keep only, it tight. Okay, keep it tight. Just give me something that only, happened this week. I only came on so that I would have more time to tell John about what I had watched. <laughs> this, is, this is John's show. He's very tight on time. We'll put isn't, a timer isn't up this on you. Extra long episode. No, no. no. We'll, we'll stick a timer up if needed. So get going. This is more about less about what you're watching and more about just tell me something that's going on this week in your life. Oh, you already mentioned something. You might want to mention it. Yeah, I already I had actually, a, I think, a, a pretty quiet week, except on Friday, one of my dogs, uh, Hazy Louise, she decided to suddenly get all the symptoms of bloat, which if you don't know what bloat is in dogs, uh, it can essentially... Uh, cause a, an intestinal torsion. So you need emergency surgery if you get there in time. It's a really bad thing. You have a, a really big clock that you have to immediately get help. And I'm normally concerned about that with my other dog. He's a pit bull. He's a big chest and a little waist. So that's especially susceptible to that. Uh, Hazy is a tank that eats anything, but she suddenly was um, drinking a lot of water and she swelled up and she was really tight. And uh, we ended up going to the animal hospital for the first time uh, in our new place. We just moved in the summer and uh, it was all very exciting, but they took really good care of her. It wasn't bloat. It was uh, terrifying, but she's a tough kid and um, it worked out all right. So after that being our very exciting Friday, the rest of the weekend's been pretty quiet. Well, so, so Drew with COVID, you couldn't go in with the dog, right? No, I can walk her to the vestibule 
And then they yeah. take her and they come out and they check my temperature and then have me check, you know, give them the credit card and, and all that kind of stuff. Of and um, I was able, I was able to, to, you know, go and, and pick her up, you know, and like, they don't just bring her out to the car, but uh, she's the thing with her, at least like when she's gone to the vet at other times, she doesn't want to leave. She loves everybody. They oh, love her. Good. They put pictures of her on the Facebook pages and say, so it's fine. So she doesn't so, freak uh, out. Nah, she doesn't, oh, she doesn't good. care. Okay, which is great. Good. So I'm glad that, was, that, that was my exciting. But everything's okay. Yeah, she's good. Good. Okay. She's good. Ralph, what did you want to share with us? Oh, I watched Fat Man with Mel okay, Gibson. Okay, I haven't watched it yet. I was waiting till this week. What'd you think? Uh, it's actually quite interesting. Now you gotta you gotta put aside your feelings about Mel Gibson being a total dick, um, which is either difficult or not difficult. I, I like him as an actor. He's a, probably a horrible human being and reports are he is a horrible human being, but it's an interesting take on uh, Santa Claus and Christmas and the financial implications of Christmas. And, and it's actually quite a red state kind of take on Christmas. Cause he has a factory with elves and he's being, you know, the, you know, the, 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 um, economics are causing him to have to work with the government to use his factory to do other stuff. And it's a good, you know, and Walter Goggins plays an assassin. It's about, it's about a little kid who wants to get uh, Santa Claus assassinated. He gets called. He gets called for Christmas. He gets called. And this is a, you know, and, and, and Santa's all upset because kids are getting worse and worse and worse. And he's giving out more and more coal. So the government is taking more money away from him because they're not spreading as much happiness and hope. It's actually a pretty interesting take on it. And if you like Walter Goggins and you like, Mel Gibson and you like kind of assassination films. It's, it's pretty good. Okay. So, okay, so I give it, I give it, uh, it's, it's fun. It's you fun. did like it. I did like it a lot. Oh, good. I can't wait to, I'm looking forward yeah. to watching it. And Mrs. Claus is African-American. So you got Mel Gibson. It's, it's just very, it's very strange on so many different levels. It's pretty, pretty interesting. Is there anybody behind the scenes on that that, that is of note? Like I've, I've heard couple, of the movie. No, it's a couple of it's a couple of brothers who direct co-directed it, and they've done a couple other okay. short films, small films. But this one, they had not a lot of money, and it's the production values are pretty strong. And I That's think these great. guys are going to go on. They're going to go on to do more stuff. Ah, very good. So, you want to see a good review? That woman, uh, Grace Randolph. Do you ever see her on YouTube? I don't she think that's very good. That. It's called Beyond the Trailer. She's a YouTube uh, person, been doing it for a long time. She used to work in comic books and is now reviewing films. She does a lot of really smart, smart reviews. And um, I've read a lot of reviews on it. All the reviews have been positive. Yeah, she was very, she oh, was very positive yeah. about it. Matter yeah, of fact, I stole, I stole I, some of my review from her. So I just want to. Where would I, where would I watch that? What service is that? Uh, Grace Randolph on YouTube. No, no, Beyond you're talking about Fat, I mean, Fat I mean, Batman. Sorry. Uh, I think it's Prime. pay-per-view. So Apple yeah. TV, any of those I, things. Yeah, it was only six bucks. Okay. Yeah, $6. I thought it was okay. like the $30 deals either. No. Right. Like Milan. Okay, cool. Somebody's mic fun. is popping, guys. I don't know whose mic it is. It's probably yours, Ralph, because you've had no, all it's kinds not. of technical issues. It's not mine. Somebody's mic. It's one, one of you guys I'm hearing. Testing, testing. Is it popping? Is it popping? Somebody's Drew? is. Drew, let me hear you. Is my microphone popping? You let me know if it's popping. Oh, okay. All right, go on. So, so John, would you just tapping on the desk, Ralph? I am not. That, that just happened again. It's happened again. I don't know. Okay, are you sure? Like, let me. I mean, let this me, is maybe, riveting. This is test, riveting. Well, no, we'll we'll. I'll edit this. We can around. fix I'll that edit. in post. Testing. Just make sure. Maybe it's mine. Yeah, I, I think, think it's yours. I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your system uh, sucks. I think. I think something's going. All right. Well, we'll. <laughs> you know what? We'll just have to. We'll have to press on, Ralph. What are we going to do in the red I'm not, production? I'm not going to say anything. Hang on a second. 
I think it might actually be your mic, Ralph. I think it is. But I heard it break up a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's floating, you know. <laughs> yeah, you need your mic to be grounded, apparently. Well, we can't hear Ralph. So while he's figuring that out, uh, my week was pretty uh, lame. I did uh, golf one day this week, and it was the course was beautiful, but it was it was pretty cold out. Yeah, to, to the bet. point where about halfway through, uh, I couldn't feel my hands at one point. That's not fun. But, you know, I figure that's probably the last day in a long time we'll be able to play. So I got out there. The other thing I did, and I talked about this Drew on a Thanksgiving podcast, I wasn't going to decorate this year. And I decorate big time because okay. I just it feels like Christmas is going to be like Thanksgiving and it's just going to be a bust and it's going to be a bummer. It's going to be sad. Yeah. So I thought uh, my wife and I debated it and I finally said, all right, I'll put out some of the stuff. So I, <laughs> I started to put out some of the stuff and then I'm going, oh, this is nice. This is, I started bringing out a little bit more and a little bit more. And then I said, you know what? I guess I'll put some stuff outside too. My, 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 my mother-in-law's husband made these wooden deer that are just beautiful. Hmm. So I, I put them all out in front with little spots, spotlights. And then I said, oh, I've got these lights. I might as well put the, so I decorated the whole front. Unlike what I was going to do. And a car pulls up because it's just about dusk and the lights are all on. Okay. She rolls down the window. She goes, your house looks beautiful. And I was like, oh, it's all worth it. That's <laughs> Cause, funny. Well, because I mean, it's like if I don't do it, the only one who's miserable is me. So well, that's, that's, what I, that's what I was, that's what I was going to say. I mean, yeah. that's the kind of thing. I, we, we put up the lights at our house. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. And you it can is. clearly make them even more complicated. But if you enjoy it. Not even not even the doing it. Some people might enjoy the doing it, but if you enjoy having them done and you just do it for you, what's wrong with that? Exactly. And that and I was like, you know, look, Christmas is going to be bad enough, but if you don't put everything up, it's going to be miserable. So right. I didn't can want. Hear, that. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, I put them right, up, yes. and I'm happy that I, I had to go. Them. I had to go to my other mic. Ralph, uh, Ralph, I, I'd be uh, remiss if I didn't say that we also have a live studio audience member <laughs> in your studio, right? Oh yeah, he's yeah. back here. Can He's we from- just, uh, you want to introduce him? Just wave. I just oh, wave hey, him back there. I thought that was the ghost of podcast past or something. I didn't know what was going on. No, there. it's Uncle Al from uh, originally from the original Yippie Kaye Mother podcast. Group. Oh, right. Now presently doing Movie Strange with Drew and I, our cult movie podcast. He came off to drop some equipment off and see how, I, how I'm working. So and- are you going to pick some cult psycho Christmas movie because Al's there? No. Okay. Al does not influence my decisions I on my films. I can pick one for you, Tom. He's got uh, <laughs> Al, afterwards, we'll, we'll do that offline. Okay. Another box with a couple in it. Great. That's awesome. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, oh. John, now, John, now that we've fixed our audio problems, although, uh, how do I sound? Do I sound okay? You sound fine. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to use this forever now. Um, what did you, so, did you? I, we, Drew and I already talked about it, so you were out of the loop. So don't but worry I didn't, I'm not going to keep that in, just so you know. I mean. Why? It's oh, part of the show. But I wasn't doing it. I'm just sitting there. No, but Drew and I, were. we had a great back and forth while you were fixing right. the technical Move on. I'm sorry. So. I'm, oh, I just All want right. to know, Wait, before you guys want to show my shirt. I find your lack of cheer disturbing. Anyway. You know, it's so funny you showed me that because uh, uh, TCM, not TCM, uh, TBS was running. They're doing a Star Wars marathon. So oh. they're running all the Star Wars movies, although it's the ones with all the new special effects, which I hate. But anyway, you mean the special editions? Yeah, with all the CGI that they added in the original movies, uh, like the yeah. Emperor, they changed the Emperor from the old one to the new one. I just don't like those versions. But I yeah, did, a lot of those, a lot of those changes were. It was great when they came out again. Uh, what was it? Ninety 
mid nineties, yeah, ninety seven, whatever it was. It was so fun to be able to see them on the big screen. Yeah. But a lot of the changes were just distracting. So. I agree. I would have been happy with just seeing it on the big screen again. I didn't need all that stuff. Are we still uh, on? Is this still we live? So anyway, um, so Drew, here's how this works. Yeah, I mean, you've seen the you've seen when we talk about the genres. So uh, we're yes. going to talk about uh, Christmas slash holiday movies. And okay. the way I'm looking at this, I want to hear like your top three, and then tell okay. me why the number one pick. If you're going to recommend a Christmas slash holiday movie to our audience, what's the one you want them to watch, and tell us why. Now that could lead to conversations to other ones that we don't list, but I'm really looking for your top three. Give me the reasons why and number okay. one overall. Okay. So Ralph, I'm going to start with you and then go to Drew. Yeah. I want to start with you now that we got all this stuff figured out and you're in a good place right now. Uh, why don't you start? What do you got for us? All right. Well, I'll just get this out of the way. I want to talk about two sets of films. Okay. One are films that I watch during the holiday season and ones that are films that take place Christmas i.e. Die Hard. Yeah, right. I'm not going to bring up Die Hard, but i.e. movies like that, okay? Let's talk about my three top. All right. I'm going to go with two. My original top, which I don't watch anymore because it's just been overplayed, was A Christmas Story. Oh. Directed by Bob Clark. Yeah. And the reason that was one of my favorites is I I discovered that movie in 1982, the week it came out. I went to a theater, see, what's this movie? A Christmas Story. And, of course, the kid is Ralphie in that film. And it definitely reminded of growing up as a kid, just the way they were, the, two, the, the way the brothers interacted in that film reminded me of growing up. So I love that film. And then, of course, Turner, whoever just overplayed their, that film. And I just can't even, I love it, but can't watch it anymore. It's just too much. I do like that Bob Clark was also the director of Porky's and Black Christmas. So there's a little bit of history there and it's kind of fun. But I'll go number two. I'm going to give you two films. One is a guilty pleasure. And it's Love Actually. And I have to admit, wow. when this thing came out, I was like, what kind of piece of crap is this? But now I can I watch it every Christmas. I Ralph, just, this I is know. like the finance genre. I, I just, I just, I love it Actually. Start, it starts with Bill, Bill, what's his name? Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Nye. Bill Nye. Mm-hmm. Singing that awful Christmas, the tune, um, love is that one. Love is in whatever he's singing. It's a Christmas is all around. Because let me interject, Ralph. I uh, I'm also guilty of uh, of that movie. Wow, I am shocked. All of it. Love. We'll we'll talk about it. Well, it's also got Andrew Lincoln in there in that famous scene where he's with Kira Knightley, where he's doing the posters, where he's doing that. He's and it was before he hit big with uh, the Walking Dead, right? So all these people, you got Kira. Uh, Kira Knightley, Emma Thompson, Martin Freeman, Liam Neeson, Hugh Grant, Laura Lindley, Andrew Lincoln, and it's just, it's a movie that gets me every single time, and I have to admit, it's definitely a guilty pleasure, and I love it. But my top one, number one, is, and I talked about this in the Yippie-Kaye roulette, uh, and is is Christmas Vacation. Good pull. The third, the third one in their series. I think it was the third one. I think it was yeah. Definitely written by John Hughes. I don't think it was directed because he might have passed away by then, or maybe he did direct it. I, I'll have to look that up. Anyway, that's my go-to movie for Christmas. I okay, just, why? I, because it has a heart. As crazy as it is, the movie has a heart and it says something. And Chevy Chase, another probably douchebag in real well, life. Well, they had real problems uh, with that movie. 
as a matter of fact. Yeah, no, probably about it. Yeah. Is funny yeah. and, 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 and engaging, and I could watch him do anything. And that scene where he puts his chemical on the sled, and he, if you've seen the movie, you know what happens. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Spoilers. Well, well, should I put it up? I guess you I have should. to. I guess I should. It gets the big hole in that metal sled. <laughs> let me ask a question. I've only seen that movie one time, and I only remember one scene from it. And I want to make sure I'm remembering the scene from the movie. Is that the scene where Grandpa or somebody throws a cigar into the storm into the storm drain and it blows up? Okay. Yeah, because oh. Randy Quaid uh, pulled up in an oh. RV. He's he's uh, pumping out the the camper. That, oh, that's he, what he it pulled is. Pulled up yeah. an RV and he dumped all his stuff yeah. in, the, in the thing. And Randy Quaid was as crazy as that guy is. Cousin Eddie. Um, Cousin Eddie and the, the shopping scene where Chevy Chase decides to buy his whole family gifts. And it, it's just, it, it, but ultimately the movie has heart. The movie says something. Well, the movie's about, he wants to, ha- he wants his family to have the kind of Christmases he had when he was growing up. And right. the whole movie is about trying to achieve that with all the stuff going on. Ultimately it's about, a family Christmas and that last scene after the after the sleigh blew up, it was flying across the sky while it was burning. The whole family standing there. And frankly, one scene where uh it's a slapstick scene where he opens up the attic and the ladder hits him and he gets stuck up there and he ends up watching home movies of his Christmases. Super eight films. Yeah. I mean that 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 movie that's such a good call. And that Ray Charles song comes up and it's a it's it a has a lot of heart with all and the slapstick you know, and goofiness. And he, falls through the thing and it's a chevy yeah he, his leg goes through yeah but but it's it's got it's definitely got heart and, and i think it's so that's my go-to now i want to talk about a few that are take place at christmas or holiday and but you know and i know drew might know a couple of these uh for sure die hard is definitely one of them okay Die, what is it? Die what? Die hard? I don't know. There's some yippie kaye guys. There's always debates. Is that a Christmas movie or not? Well, I don't it, think it's a Christmas yeah, movie. Yeah, it's a Shane but... Black film. So he, he, right. wrote, he always writes around Christmas, including right. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Right. John, right. Have you seen I love that movie. John, have you seen Kiss Kiss yeah. Bang Bang? Okay. Yeah. With uh, Robert Downey Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Yeah. yeah. Michelle Monaghan. Um, Great movie. And one that I don't know if you've ever seen this one. And it's definitely a guilty pleasure called Reindeer Games. Oh yeah, with Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Yeah, I've seen it. And, and uh, Michelle Theron, Ther- uh, Char- no, Charlize, Charlize Theron, Charlize Theron, Charlize Theron, Theron yeah. directed by John Franken, Frankenheimer, yeah. and they're just a bunch of Santa Clauses that rob a casino, and it's just exactly how you would think. It's it's so. It wasn't a very good movie. It's not a good movie, but it's a guilty. I love the film. It's a guilty pleasure, and it takes place at Christmas. So that's it, and and of course, planes, trains, and automobiles, which yeah. I consider a holiday movie, is another yeah. one of those that I could watch. But the two I watch now. Love Actually, Get My Tear On, Gets Dusty in the Room. I just love it. Hugh Grant and that woman when they get together. Oh, wait, wait. Do you watch this with a significant other? No, I watch it by my... What do you mean? Well, like... Not even have Uncle a, Al? Would you have an ex-wife no, or a girlfriend? I might, I might this year. I don't know. I haven't, you know... You might with who? Maria, I don't know if Maria's a big Love Actually fan. I got to figure that out. Well, I think if you are, she would be. She started yeah. that time. If she's a big Ralph fan, she might be a big I Love Actually fan. Drew, she's a I huge think, Ralph fan. I think That's I, what I hear. Her, I think I asked her. I don't think she's seen it. Oh, well, then perfect. Right. And I said, well, I, you're going to see it with me. And uh, she knew about Christmas. The palm of your hand, Ralph. The problem with that movie is that um, – it's it's so many different things at once. Like he tried to write the ultimate it's Christmas a, like, movie. Right. The problem is that some of it is 
fantastic. And then some of it, like people watch that scene that you mentioned where Andrew Lincoln is showing Keira Knightley the cards. And a lot of people have a reaction. I, it didn't make me angry, but I was like, dude, her her husband's right there. I know. You, you got to throw That's that not you cool. But no, it's Martin Freeman when he's like playing the, the stand-in for the porn movies and he's talking right. to the woman that he's... There's so many little nuggets in there that just are very, very funny and cute. And and Bill Nye, that scene, you know, where he's the washed up rock star. And by the end, he moved the songs. It's just and, and again, the Hugh Grant thing where he's playing a prime minister, I think. Of, uh, yes, he's the prime minister. Right. Billy Bob Thornton is It's off. It's like one of those Gary Marshall Valentine's Day or all those things where you get all these people together, but it just gets me every time. And I didn't want to like it. I was wow. fighting it and I'm all in. I'm yeah, surprised it's like, it's by like those movies good. except it's good. All right, Drew, what do you got for us? Well, um, I had uh, a similar approach to this. There are, there are movies that are movies that are about the holidays that, that I would watch and, and that I would enjoy. And then there are movies that I associate with the holidays. Um, my list of, of three holiday movies is actually uh, love actually is on my list. Wow. Uh, Planes, trains and automobiles is on my list. I, I love John Candy. Uh, I think that movie is very sweet. It's very funny. It's one of those uh, comedies I can watch again and again. The ending is straight corn spoiler alert. Like they could have just had John Candy for dinner or the weekend. They basically say he's going to live with us. And that's, that's fucking silly. But um, the other one of the holiday movies, which uh, I saw it in the theater um, I didn't expect to, to like it as much as I did, but it's just such a really just funny, sweet movie. Is Elf? Oh, the, oh uh, that was on my list. I mean, that's that's just it's just ridiculous. And Will Ferrell, he doesn't always hit for me with his man-child thing. Like the movies of his that I like the most are um, Step Brothers and Casa de Mi Padre and a couple of other ones. But Elf is on that list. Plus, that's a John Favreau movie. And John Favreau has had this ridiculous career in Hollywood where he has done everything from, you know, acting in swingers and writing swingers to, to uh, directing Iron Man to now he's the, he's the reason the Mandalorian exists on Disney plus. I mean, he's, he's just a fascinating guy. So to see him check off another box, like this is a big studio comedy. As soon as you see that movie, you know, well, this is going to be on TV every year and it, Deserves to be because it's classic yeah. and it's funny. Yeah. And James, uh, by the way, uh, co-produced uh, John Favreau's producing partner is Peter Billingsley, who plays the kid in a Christmas Story, and he was right, also right. he was also one of the uh, head elves in Elf that called him yep. a, a nunny mug. He directed uh, Family Retreat, that one that where they where, where Vince Vaughn and they just yeah, had a vacation. Movie. Yeah, movie. Bad, well, that bad, was directed by Billingsley. Yeah, uh, but, but I like Elf. I mean, and I love Zoe Deschanel. Oh my god. And when she starts singing, oh my god! And when she starts singing in the shower, and he plus it has Artie Lang as Santa Claus, and <laughs> you know I, I wish Artie well. He's had a lot of problems. I wish him well. Yeah. But he was you very stink funny of beef movie. and cheese. <laughs> you I'll tell you what I love about that movie. Uh, Will Ferrell plays that so committed. Mm-hmm. It's not a wink and a nod, right? Nope. I'm, I'm dressed up in an elf outfit to be silly. He plays it totally sincere, and that's the only way that would work. Yep. When and his he relationship not, with the little kid is really good. But when does he it's, not commit? It's earnest and ridiculous. When, that's, what, Ralph? That's when does Will Ferrell not commit? I mean, that guy no. commits everything. No, no. He does movies like Anchorman. It's a wink and a nod. Anchorman, this wasn't. This could have been... This could have gone a whole different way. Uh, oh, I get he, it, but like he ran naked in uh, in. Uh, that's not the same thing. That's not what I'm talking about. That's that's being committed acting, to to do something in a movie. He, 
You really believed he was that elf? Listen, no, I think I think I think what you're saying, John, is that this is a movie that Will Ferrell didn't joke about being in a holiday movie. He said, right. "I'm going to be in a holiday movie." Wow. It's earnest and it's sweet. That's the right and, word. And earnest just, is the right good. word because it wouldn't have worked. You, you see, you see this guy six foot three or whatever he is in that ridiculous elf outfit. It could have gone a whole lot of wrong. Well, they had Bob Newhart in there. They had well for me, James Kahn in this James movie. Is great. Oh yeah, thing and that's me. that scene where Peter Dinklage comes in as a writer. <laughs> and he oh, he's an angry elf. I mean, I get two plasma TVs. Well, that's a good one. All right, that's, I'm surprised. That's a good call because that that, that was on my list. Actually, that's one of the Christmas movies I watch every year. Nice. Uh, it's just such a well done, and, and the whole tribute to the Rankin and Bass uh, animated, you know, Rudolph and Santa Claus in the beginning. is, yeah, is just, the you know, Even the costumes they wear. Is, is that Norwalk coming up through the water? Yeah, who? that's John Favreau, by the way. His voice is John oh, Favreau. Nice. Nar- Nardal, I think his name is. Oh, cool. The whale. So that's a good call. Now, what are some of the other movies that aren't necessarily Christmas movies, but they have that within it? There are movies that um, I originally saw because they came out in the theater um, in December, or right around Christmas. And I don't need an excuse to watch them again, but they are always connected in my mind with the season. And that's the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, wow. Because that was a humongous holiday movie every year, three years in a row. They didn't make us wait extra years like Star Wars and disappoint us. Like it really, I mean, it's just spectacular filmmaking. So if I want to just get into a movie and my wife wants to do something else, that's an excellent choice for me. Uh, The other one that I can't really explain, I guess I watched it, that was a movie I probably watched on TV, like with my dad or something for the holidays uh, is the great escape. Oh, I just, I just adore that movie. I think it's a fantastic thriller and it's one of those big old fashioned Hollywood. Everybody in it is a movie star kind of movies. And I love that movie, but the real Christmas movie that I go to most years, my mother-in-law died last year and uh, we always spent Christmas with her. I'm Jewish. My wife is not. So we always spent Christmas with my wife's family and we ended up watching some really inappropriate movies uh, with my mother-in-law because she hadn't seen them. And one of our biggest hits that she actually quite liked, and it's a wonderful movie, uh, is one of my favorite Christmas movies, Boogie Nights. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll go out. That is, a very, Al, Al that, is a very, that is a very sweet movie very sweet. about family and making your own family in a difficult world. And what's funny about that movie, it, like Elf, it is also very earnest. Like it's, it's not making a joke about the business that it's in. It doesn't laugh at Burt Reynolds character for making porn, but wanting to make real movies. The movie knows he's not going to pull it off, but at the end of the movie, it's about people who've made a family and it's really very touching and sweet. And I think that some part of that vibe with my, otherwise you wouldn't connect it with her mother-in-law and she watched it. She was like, Oh, yeah, that was good. That I don't good but movie. explain to me how that so that is a holiday movie for you because you watched it at the holidays with your mother in law at the time? Uh, we would, what we would do, we would come up to my mother in law's house. Right. Uh well, my, my both of my in laws. My father in law died about twelve, thirteen years ago, which is now the house that we live in. Okay. We moved here this summer. Um we would come up Christmas Eve and we would stay over as her mom loved Christmas. She would wake us up at honestly before five in the morning sometimes with a little moose that would drum and sing you better watch out and stuff and so you'd end up doing presents and having breakfast and then what do you want to do you want to take a nap you want to watch a movie so we'd watch a movie and often uh kelly and i would give each other 
movies. And that was a movie that we'd given each other. And we said, let's watch this. I'll bet your mom hasn't seen it. And for some reason, she agreed to watch it. And she liked it. So it's just, it's a warm holiday experience. There's a song, there's a one on the soundtrack, there's a song called Joy on that soundtrack. Yeah, sure. And he cuts a montage to Joy. Joy is the most uplifting song I've ever listened to in my life. And I used to, when I worked, when I was taking the subway before COVID, I had a time so that as soon as I got off the subway train, I'd hit Joy. By the time I hit the door at National Geographic, it was that that end, because it ends with this big bump. And I would just get myself pumped for work listening to that song. Is that the montage when he's getting his awards? I don't remember where they play it in the film. I think but it it's is such an uplifting song. It just drives me crazy. So that's well, the, the other thing about the other thing about that movie is um, my wife and I. We've been together almost twenty years, and we've had a number of dogs. And one of our dogs was a Katrina rescue uh, from New Orleans, and uh, he died last year. He was fourteen. And he was a wonderful dog. He's the reason we started our therapy dog uh, organization that we ran for more than 10 years. Wonderful dog. But he came up uh, from New Orleans. And, you know, normally you get a dog from a rescue. They might have a name. They might not have a name. If the dog is uh, you know, eight years old, I'm not going to change his name. But this dog was six months old. And they said, this dog's name is Dirk Diggler. And we couldn't change his name. No, but when he did programs, it. when he did programs with children, we said his name was Dirk Dogler. <laughs> the kids loved it, and their parents, their parents would cover their mouths and laugh behind them. That's so. Awesome. I think we should bring Boogie Nights to Yippie Kaya. I, I have to be cool. honest. I, I didn't think, would love it. I didn't think the Christmas genre show would go this particular route. I hey, gotta be honest. You're asking about holiday memories. Well, well I know. know. That's the good one. Well, now see, it's, Here's the thing. our memory. Now we have Dirk Diggler as our memory for holidays. Well, see, but here's the thing. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you, you guys might not know this. I'm Jewish. <laughs> and so I grew up in a world where Christmas was, you know, it was everywhere. It wasn't something that was really part of my life. Uh, we celebrated Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Hanukkah is, it's not really a very important holiday. If you wanted to make a movie about Hanukkah, you could make a movie about the Maccabees who were religious zealots fighting other Jews and the Greeks. And that all ends with the miracle of the oil. And so Mel Gibson actually tried to make that movie for many years, which is really bizarre that he wants to make a movie about crazy, zealous Jewish religious heroes. So uh, I don't want him to make that movie, but I, I would watch it. But most of the time, like I see holiday movies because that's what's out. But there's no there's nothing that really like, oh, that's what we all sat and watched Christmas Eve type of stuff. That sort of thing started in my life after I uh, met my wife. And so that's how it ended up that like, well, you know, Boogie Nights is one of those movies. What's what about, the, didn't oh, Adam Sandler make an animated movie? What is it? Something Crazy Nights? I, I think it's a, called Eight Crazy yeah. Nights. I, I haven't seen it. The only other Hanukkah movie is the Hebrew Hammer with Adam Goldberg. <laughs> I, where it's I liked it. I don't know. I Adam it's basically a black exploitation movie, yeah. except all the black characters are Jewish. Yeah. And I, I saw it. I, I found it. I, I guess it was okay. I don't really remember anything about it. So I have a reverse, wasn't gonna be on my list. I have a reverse holiday memory. Is the movie White Christmas, Bing Crosby, and who else is in that? Danny Kay. Danny Kay. That's the one. You know that crazy dude I lived with that beat the crap out of me and I had to leave? It's like domestic yeah. violence. He made me like sit there and watch. You got to watch White Christmas. It's the greatest holiday movie ever made. And I never, ever want to see that film again. It like brings up horrible. It is a great, it is a great Christmas movie. Yeah. Okay. All right, John. I've never seen great, it. You should see it. It's black and white. It's awesome. Uh, it's speaking not black of great, and white. Oh, it isn't. No. In my memory, it is. Yeah. There you go. Uh, black, white, it's red. Handy. A lot of blood. A lot of blood in that one. Yeah. Uh, so, John, I can't wait to hear yours. These well, look. I mean, 
I have to be honest. I, I didn't quite go where you guys went. I will say Elf was one of my movies. Uh, so I think that was a great choice. So I will eliminate that one. And I will say for me, um, you know, I like the classics, but before I get to my top picks, um, when Rudolph and Santa Claus is coming to town comes on, I do watch it because when I was a kid, well, when we were all kids, that movie came on right after Thanksgiving and it only came on once and the whole family would watch it. And it usually meant the start of the Christmas season. Not like it is now where Christmas decorations are up at the beginning of November. That was the start of it. And now on DVD and cable, you can see these movies all the time. But back then, one shot right. deal, the whole family watches it. So I'm always scene, amazed at how, how how short those films are. Like as well, I remember, they're, what are they, they're like 90 minutes, aren't yeah, they? No, Rudolph's like less than an hour, isn't it? I thought it was more than that. Well, it could be. It could be an hour. Like, when I was a kid, they felt like epic films that went on forever. Yeah. You watch them now, and it's like, what? What's going on? It's so but, the, but the feeling right. I get when I watch them just remind me of growing up, oh, yeah. watching them with our yeah. entire family. Of course. And I still feel that way when I watch them. I still enjoy them. Uh, so that was just a little side thing. But um, Home Alone Ugh. is a movie. For me, these movies, these Christmas movies that at the end of the movie – I get that same kind of chill up my spine. Uh, and every time I watch that movie, when the mother finally gets home and he's standing in front of the tree and she, and he turns around and sees her with the tears in his eyes, not, his eyes are watery and they hug and they go through that. And then at the very end, when he's looking out the window and the old man is there with the little, uh, I think his grandchild and you get that good feeling and, and the performance of that eight year old kid uh, you know, uh, 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 I can't even call Macaulay McCulkin. It's just an incredible performance by a little kid who completely carried that movie. Okay. Can I just yeah. jump in for a second? Yeah. As a parent, I think his parents should have been arrested immediately. Oh yeah. Absolutely. As a lot of parents, I agree. Don't even, you know, but don't it takes even, nothing away from. Forget the two, the two criminals that went in there and tried to. Okay. 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 Hey. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's a roadrunner. It's a roadrunner cartoon, but it was still right. the heart of it about about the importance of family and yeah. how how important that's a role a, person yeah, that's played. Like, yeah. That's a John Hughes as well. I mean, yes, it is. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Christmas yeah. vacation. Home alone, which tells you Christmas, the holidays mean a lot to him, and it's oh, always a lot of heart. As slapstick as it is, they all have a lot of heart to them. And he, well, he, core, tugs, right? he tugs at you at the end of that. That's right. exactly. like Drew was saying with Drew with John Candy coming in the house at the end of that film. And that was one of John Candy's best here. performances, by the way. That was why his uncle is Uncle Buck a holiday movie? No, but because I remember it being a winter movie, but I don't remember it as a holiday. Well, movie. Well, that's, well, that's what got Macaulay Culkin Home Alone. That interrogation. Okay. Scene. Oh, right, he did that first. How many right? questions can you ask me in the span of an hour? Six. Great. Right. Uh, so you guys, that's, you guys, you guys ever see Dutch with Ed O'Neill? Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, yeah, Ed O'Neill. Yeah. With Ethan Embry as a little kid. I never from knew. the Wonders. Uh, from uh, the thing oh, well, you knew. And other things. He ended up uh, working with Ed. Uh, he played Dragnet. They did a Dragnet yeah. Dragnet remake, and he was his partner in that. Anyway, go ahead. oh, that's right. Okay, that's so right. so that's three. Now the problem I have is, for me, if I was to make a recommend, there are two movies I watch the week of Christmas every year. And I used to watch them. I used to have my nieces and nephews come over once a year and we would watch them. Kind of like Drew, what you did with your family, except it wasn't Boogie Nights. So it was, It's a Wonderful yeah. Life, 1946's It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart. 
and uh, the 1951 version of A Christmas Carol with Alistair Sim, which is what I talked about on the Yippie podcast. For me, it is the, uh, the absolute best version of A Christmas Carol. It's the closest thing. Uh, he plays it the closest thing to a real person. Uh, the other ones are kind of a caricature. I, I would say the second best one is George C. Scott, who did it in uh, it was in the it was in the eighties. I can't remember when it was, but he he played a pretty real character. But this is a British version. Um, it, it's just really well done. So if I was to make a recommendation, it would be either watch "It's a Wonderful Life" or a "Christmas Carol," because again, for me, the ending of those movies, I've seen them. I only watch them once a year, but I've seen them over and over and over. And I get the same reaction when they're around the tree singing old Lang Syne and the little bell rings on the tree. And he opens up the book and it's a gift from Clarence. You know, I get that same chill, just like at the end of a Christmas Carol, when uh, tiny Tim runs out there and he holds them up and he said he was better than his word. And, and it ends like that. It's just a feel good, uh, great performances, and it just makes now, Ralph. They're black and white, so I don't. Oh, no, 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 no. Listen, don't get me. Listen, it's a wonderful life. Has the same, same issue happen that they just played it too much. Right. I love this one. I, I still, if I sit and watch it, I get that same chill you get when the the bell rings and he goes. Clarence just got his wings. It gets me every time. And hey, when, hey, the brother, hey, when the brother comes in, the spoilers. brother and what's the spoiler? Yeah. I mean, oh, that he gets his oh, my God. Yeah, I've never uh, seen it. Oh, Jesus. You've never uh, seen It's a Wonderful Life? I made a list of all the Christmas movies I haven't seen, not on purpose, and it's it's very long, and it includes some classics like It's a Wonderful Life. Wow. But when I'm, not, pro- I'm okay. not against it. I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, I won't uh, see it. It's so true. The brother comes in and goes, you are truly the richest man in this town. It's just like... It, well, it, well, he, he goes... really dusty. Your he, eyes are... He goes broke and is going to be arrested. And the, the, the town which he helped throughout throughout his entire life all comes together to collect money for him. And at the very end of the movie, they bring in all this money to bail him out. Right. And that's when his brother says to, to my big brother, George, the richest man in town. And and it's like, then they, to all the acquaintance, it's just an incredible, but here's the thing about that movie. It was not a hit. It came out in the summer. It didn't come hmm. out during Christmas because it was not considered a Christmas movie because really it's only the ending that really refers to Christmas. Um, okay. So it didn't do well, but it lost uh, the domain. So anybody could run it. So PBS started running it and they ran marathons where they run it episode, you know, just over and over and over for 24 hours. That's where it caught on for people. And it became a Christmas movie. Now, it's like also NBC, what ruined it. it's also NBC ruined. plays it once a year now, right. but it's everyone's got it on DVD. But that's what ruined it. it ruined it. And it also ruined um, a, 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 a Christmas, Christmas story. story. Right. But it took away. It took away. Once a year. I have it on D I have it on Blu-ray. I watch it once a year. Uh, right, the week of Christmas, same thing with the Christmas Carol. Cause uh, uh, T- TCM or TBS, one of them also run, that Christmas Carol, twenty four hours, uh, but I don't watch it. You got to you got to watch the Blu Ray because the quality is just so sharp. Uh, but once, only once, and and to your point, Ralph, it does diminish these movies a little bit because you can watch them anytime you want, as opposed to just at the holidays. Yeah, I, I make. No, look, at, I have Love Actually on DVD, I think, um, and I will only watch it at Christmas time. Yeah, and I'm the same. I, way. I don't want to take away the, the the beauty of that film. It's fantastic. 
Yeah, there's another movie yeah. that's. Uh, well, hang on. Sure I have one quick was, question. It's the Bishop's Wife with Cary Grant and Loretta Young. Uh, he's uh, Cary Grant's great in it. He plays an angel. Uh, I, I'd put that on my B list. But for me, uh, look, I watch I watch just about every Christmas Carol that comes on. I just happen to love the story. Oh, Scrooge, you've seen Scrooge? Scrooge. Oh, that was my since you said that. Yeah. Uh, Albert Finney uh, did the musical Scrooge, which he was really the first. I mean, Scrooge with Bill Murray. No, I'm talking Scrooge, oh. the movie Scrooge, which was a musical. Um, Albert Finney played young Scrooge and old Scrooge and, and convincingly played them. And the music's great in it, too. It's just kind of a it's, it's really one of the last. Uh, big musicals that they made at the time. It was kind of the end of that whole era before, uh, you know, the nineties when they started redoing it, but it's, it's a good one, but I, I enjoy a Christmas Carol. Even I'll tell you one that's really good. It's an animated one. The Mr. Magoo one is actually a really good version of a Christmas Carol. But yeah. for me, the best version is that 1951 version. It's the, have you ever seen that one, Drew? I was going to say the only Christmas Carol I've ever seen, this is what I was going to ask you for your thoughts on this. And Ralph mentioned it. It's uh, Scrooged with a D. The, the yeah, Bill, Bill Murray. Murray? Does, yeah. does that not do it for you? No, it's not a good movie. Like the end of it, when he, when he does that whole thing in front of the camera. But that's uh, Bill Murray. I mean, I've seen, I've seen the Scrooge like you're talking about, the, the, the 19, the one. The musical. The, 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 well, the one you're bringing, the one you brought up at uh, Yippie Kaye. Oh, yeah, 51. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think I saw the George C. Scott. He's, a, he's excellent in it. I thought Scrooge did, did a good Scrooge with Bill Murray. Did a great job with the um, uh, the ghosts, the way they open it up in the CG. And that, that was directed by the guy directing Richard Donner. Yeah. So they played a little. Anyway, it was good. No, I mean, it was a big budget. It was a big budget yeah. movie. But and, and had everybody's favorite girlfriend in there, Karen. Uh, Karen, Karen Allen. Allen. Yeah, she was great. Right. Um, I, I'm sure Drew has seen this film. I don't know if John has seen. Have you seen Bad Santa? Yeah. Uh, Did you like I've Bad Santa? It. I loved it. With Billy Bob Thornton, yeah, yeah, I loved it. My favorite scene is when that girl is—I hate to say it—when she's said, "I've never had somebody have anal sex with me in a Santa costume." <laughs> so sad. This this genre talk de- definitely went a different way than I thought. Well, about I got, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring I want Uncle Al since he's here to throw give me Al, Al Uncle Al throw me three Christmas movies well, why don't you call up everyone from Mippy Kaye see what they uh, want to talk he about he happened to be here and he's you know here he is uh, why don't you give us your three top Christmas uh, holiday films holiday films hmm. I'll go Al, with... give us just one if you were to recommend no, one no. what would it be actually I'm not going to go film the, the one thing that I watch every Christmas is the uh, Married with Children episode where Santa Claus parachutes out of the plane and dies in their backyard. <laughs> and the two-part episode where uh, it's a, you know, a spoof of It's a Wonderful Life and Sam Kinison is Al Bundy's guardian angel. Oh, I saw, I saw that. I always watch before Christmas. Oh, I got I didn't know that. I got to check those out. And I do like, I, I do like normal movies. Like I do like It's a Wonderful Life. I think it's a good movie. Wow. Okay, good. Very good. So weird. Yeah. And you like Krampus, right? Krampus is great. Yeah, that's Final a good Night, movie. Every yeah. Night 2 is great. Yeah. Elves with Dan Haggerty is great. Oh. Uh, what else? Christmas Evil, uh, yeah. Dial Code Santa Claus. Hey, hey save um, me for Movie Strange. Wait a minute. Al, Al slow down. I got to write these down. 
I'm actually one of my favorite, one of my favorite Christmas things. What? One of my favorite Christmas things is, um, I think it was the second season of American Horror Story. They had Ian McShane, who I love from Deadwood and yeah. lots of other wonderful stuff. He played um, a guy who dressed as Santa, comes down your chimney and kills your family. And he was genuinely, truly terrifying. Like I didn't grow up with Santa coming to my house or anything. And I was really upset looking at the fireplace after watching that. So, There's a great Tells from the Crypt episode like that in the first season. I think it's like the second or third episode where there's a, you know, a serial killer Santa Claus. That yeah, just, I think I think Richard Donner directed that. Yeah. Well, in Fat Man, there's, you know, they don't show it, but, you know, he goes out and he gives all the gifts, Mel Gibson as Santa Claus. And he comes back that night and he's completely bruised from going into all the chimneys. And he's, got <laughs> bullet, he's got two bullet wounds because these kids were shooting at the sleigh as it went by with deer guns. You know, it's, it's just, they really flip. It's, I'm it's dying great. to see that. I can't wait great. to see that. It's great. And Walter Goggins, as always, is amazing. He's, yeah, well, know, Lethal Weapon's another Goggins Christmas movie, incredible. too. That whole well, Lethal thing, Weapon yeah. took place at Christmas. Yeah. Shane That's Black. Shane Black. Yeah. Uh, how about you guys? Uh, have you guys seen Charlie Brown Christmas? Of course. That's another one that does it for me. It's like uh, the way they all come together at the end, that little tree. In fact, Ralph, don't you have the tree behind you? Don't you have the Charlie Brown tree? Yeah, with the one ornament. I mean, you know what? The reality is they don't make – this is going to sound so old. Don't do it then. Don't say it. But it's true. They don't make they don't make stuff like that anymore. Love Ag. You that kind of innocent. About. Yes, they do. Love yes, No, they, they really don't. Everything's cynical. 15 years? Yeah. We, Everything's Love cynical. actually has been out 15 years. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a so, classic. By the way, Maria loves all the Christmas Carol versions. Oh. And I think that has to do with her literary, you know, she's a writer, so she just loves the writing of that stuff. Um, I'd like to know, know which one she likes the best. She mentioned the George C. Scott one, I think. Yeah, maybe. actually, it's, he's, he's actually, that's about as real as, as you could play it, the way he plays it. Uh, <clears throat> Now, we didn't sit around the house. Mom and Dad didn't sit around the house. Let's bring it back to cue it up, the cue brothers. Mom and Dad didn't. We didn't have, like, holiday traditional movies that we Yes, we did. We most certainly did. As a family, they would yeah. sit. What In were fact, they? I remember I remember being over uh, Grandpa's down the Cape, and we're all in the living room watching Rudolph. Uh, and it was actually it was the night of Thanksgiving. That night it played. Because that's the start of, you know, it used to be that's the start of Christmas season, right? Or holiday season, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's not that way anymore. But yeah, but look, Ralph, in our house, we had one TV, right? So when that came on, we were all watching it as a family. Yeah. Yeah. So for me... I'll never was- forget, listen, my favorite experience, and I brought it up earlier, was going to the movies in 1982 and discovering a Christmas story. Literally discovering a film that I knew nothing about that I wanted to see another movie, but I couldn't. So I saw that one instead and walked out of that thing. Couldn't get over how happy I was. Yeah. I did not see that at the movies. Holy. I saw that on TV. It's like discovering gold. It's like you feel like. You saw the movie, Drew? I actually saw that at the movies. You did. Uh, I remember my, my mom took us um, to this little theater that's long, long gone on Reisterstown road in Parkville. It was, I think maybe two, but probably just one screen. And um, I guess we just wanted to go to the movies and that had just come out and it had good reviews. And, uh, you know, again, that, that's a movie that um, has been killed to death by 
running it and running it and running it. That said, it's a great movie. It's got a lot of really stuff that I can relate to about, you know, growing up and, and the kids and the family and everything. But there is one part of the movie that did directly relate to my Christmas experiences. Let me guess, up. let me guess, let me guess. Chinese restaurant. Right. Chinese yeah. food in a movie was Jewish Christmas growing yeah. up. Yeah. So they seemed very upset about it. And I was like, but they had dogs visit and then they had people eating Chinese food. So it wasn't that bad. No, but I actually, I saw, I saw, the, I saw scene, the they were all happy. Remember how happy they were when they were in the Chinese. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm saying like, it, it seemed like a good time. I actually saw the musical of it as well. Oh, how uh, was it? Uh, it's, it's good. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's very faithful to the movie in a good way. Yeah. Without becoming something totally different even though it's a musical i don't really remember the songs but i remember the stuff in the show that was in the movie like i remember the prop of the lamp yeah. and all that kind of stuff so uh, you the know the old man's lamp right the old man's lamp like it's just it's which i it's, own it's a you nice want, you have that nice lamp movie. not that lamp i have no, a full-size one no not full-size oh oh well then talk to him when you get a full i don't size have one. the major award i have a little a replica of the major oh award. that's awesome all right, so listen, 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 wait, wait, wait. I quote that movie all the time. Fred Gile, when the guy, when the, the fudge, when he's doing the, pulling the nuts off the thing. Triple and, dog dare you. It reminded me right. of dad because dad was a heating contractor. So the boiler, the boiler, I mean, I love that film and it's been destroyed by, by. But it's not, plants. listen, if you only watch it once a year, it's not. I, I can't. That's why I just, I replaced it with love actually. And I'm very happy. To be honest, yeah, that would, yeah, that's not a good. Do, 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 do. All right, so uh, in conclusion, my my feeling <clears throat> is this: Look, our top three, what we pick, what we recommend, uh, this collective group, Christmas Vacation, Elf. For me, it's either Wonderful Life or Christmas Carol, nineteen fifty one. Either one of those, watch. Watch both, or watch either one. That's our recommendation. But I would say this: any any holiday slash Christmas movie that gives you that nice feeling at the end of the movie that every time you watch it, you get that feeling. Right. It's a Christmas movie you want to watch. Like Anything Boogie Nights. You think about oh, I like Boogie Nights. Anything. You can say that about any film. Boogie Nights. Oh, right. uh, Dirk Doggleblitz or whatever his name is. Dirk Doggler. Dirk Doggler. But to me, that's, that's any movie that made any, any animated thing, any movie, any TV show that gives you that feeling. To me, it's, it's a it's a good Christmas movie or holiday movie. I know I keep saying Christmas, Drew. I apologize. You don't, uh, let me let me let me say something about that. Um, that. That doesn't offend me. I can't imagine it offending me. I don't feel excluded if you say Merry Christmas. You know what I'll say back to you? Merry Christmas. Now, I have been known when somebody says to me, have a blessed day, <laughs> I have said, no, thank you. <laughs> so that, that, that just came out. But um, but I don't, I mean, the, the thing is, first of all, I'm just not offended by things like that anyway. But also Hanukkah is a very, very minor holiday that became a gift giving thing because I live in America and kids felt left out and parents wanted to be part of it. Cause I certainly, I grew up Jewish in Northwest Jewish Baltimore. I really thought everybody in the world was Jewish or black until I was about six years old because it's a humongous Jewish community. But I still, I mean, Christmas is part of my life growing up. I would see it. I would see, it. I would go visit my, um, I go visit my grandparents in Florida and they were running the, the ads on TV where you could call the 900 numbers and talk to Santa. And like, I just saw all of that, Wait a minute. but you know, the 900 numbers for Santa. I think yeah, you it might a, be it confusing was, them. No, 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 it was. You could actually, it was, the, it was the first pay number you could call. Before you were an adult and you called the other numbers, you could call and, and pay like <laughs> a minute to, to tell Santa what you wanted. Hey, Ralph, but, I wanted um, to ask yeah. you, do you watch any of these Christmas movies with your kids? Um, 
Christmas Vacation. So you watch that like, do you watch it like every year? Or? No, it's not like, a, no, we don't have like, I don't, so when, when the COVID started, right, I'm like, this is going to be great. I put a projector in my living room. We pull all the pictures off the wall. We're going to watch. This is going to be great. We're going to drive in movies. Oh, we've watched two. Okay. Yeah. Greece. And then we watch Halloween on Halloween. And when my kid, my 24 year old turned to me and said, I don't understand what the big deal about this film is because I don't see what, what was he saying? He couldn't figure out why this guy's killing people. Where's the trauma in his life? I'm like, you know what? You're ruining the film for me. Stop it. (laughs) So I don't want them ruining my memories of these films. So I kind of, uh, but I think uh, uh, Christmas Vacation is one that, and Elf, Elf is one that they love to watch. So I used to have my, my sister's kids, Michael and Rebecca, I used to have them over when they were little, every Christmas we would watch Christmas Carol, It's a Wonderful Life. And that was for, I don't know, uh, t- I think like 12 years in a row. Oh, you tortured them. So, no, they loved it. Well, oh. well, you say I tortured them, right? Well, one year, I think Rebecca was 20. I think that's how old she was. She called me. And I, I was kind of surprised because she, you know, she didn't call me. As she got older, she didn't call me. She goes, uh, I was wondering if I could come over and watch uh, Christmas Carol with you tonight. Oh, and I was very like, very sweet. I go, what, are you, is this some kind of mercy thing, <laughs> Rebecca? Yeah. I mean, you don't have to do it. She goes, no, Where's I really, I really want to watch it. And I was like, oh my God. Cause I don't have kids, you know? So for me, it was like, it was a really big deal that she thought. I, I like to think that much of the movie and also of our thing that we did for a long time. So that's why it also has a soft spot for me. You know, uh, Drew, you say you watch, is there any, I mean, you say you watch Boogie Nights, but is there any Christmas movie that you watch every year as a group, as you and your wife watch or whoever? No, there isn't. There isn't a, a specific film, but I mean, you know, we we could sit down and, and catch a movie. I, I, there's a whole bunch of first of all, there's a whole bunch of movies I haven't seen that I've never like, sought out. So if if she really said, "Oh, let's watch," I don't know. Um, let me look at my list here. Exist- she said, "Oh, let's let's watch The Nightmare Before Christmas." Oh. I've never seen that. Okay, I'll, I'll watch that. That kind of stuff. But I mean, you know, we watch we watch movies and stuff all the time. That's just something that we love to do. So, uh, so would you it, watch It's a Wonderful Life for me before this Christmas? I'm not. I, I don't know if I could convince Kelly to watch it because she has also never seen it. But I, I have no problem watching I'm, it. I'm you not, know I, what? I'm surprised you guys haven't seen it. Honestly, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I understand. But it's like that's like in the DNA of everybody. It's a classic. I mean, it's so quoted and so. Tell Kelly. Tell Kelly she would do me a real personal favor. If she'd watch it. Okay, well then you have to watch Existence. <laughs> Ooh. It's a good trade. <laughs> you oh, watch Existence. I'm not I'm not gonna speak, I'm not gonna speak for Kelly, but I'm suggesting if that's what you're gonna throw, you're gonna throw the gauntlet down, you need to watch Existence. Uh, but John, I'm not gonna watch it pre Christmas. I have to watch it after Christmas. Why? Ralph, Ralph is the one who made it transactional. I That's appreciate right. your recommendation. You, but you, you would do it without making that transaction, Drew, right? Just, just to make you happy, it would be my pleasure. I'm just we, using the pot a little. We bit. We might invite you be, back then. I want to see your head much. explode. <laughs> All right. All right. That's it. We're going to cut this one. Uh, I don't know how long we've gone, Ralph. Uh, we're going to do uh, the Q brothers. Will be back before Christmas, so this won't be our last one before what? Christmas. What? I'm, I'm trying to time this right, Ralph, because this okay. is. Uh, by the time this airs, is probably going to be a week and a half before Christmas. So 
Okay. Just keep that in mind. But I, I, do I, Drew, I appreciate Drew coming on board. Yeah, it was nice to have you on, Drew. He's part nice of my little, Movie uh, Strange crew and uh, and the YKY crew. And uh, it's it's good work. Drew, you have to understand, we can't get our own family on this. So it's great <laughs> that you decided to come on. Uncle Al, it was my pleasure, and I hope you'll have me back. This was a lot of fun. Definitely, we'll t- we love the we love the genre. We I like the, the uh, two cues and a Drew. I think it's a good little offset we could play with a little bit. Yeah, and I'll, also I'll give you I'll, I'll give you gentlemen a compliment. Um, I've listened to of course all the other episodes, and I often find that when you're talking about the financial movies, when you're talking about westerns, I was like, oh, I, or aliens. I I, I want to be part of that conversation. <laughs> and so thanks for letting me be part of the conversation. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, it's fun. Wait, wait, no, wait, don't don't you hate like I know I know when you listen to us because this is when I listen to podcasts and they're talking about movies and they get something wrong when they're discussing it it drives like I want to get in there and go hey and I'm sure we say a lot of things wrong and people are dying to jump in and I know well, I, we yeah, always forget the names I'm, I'm speaking for myself we always if, forget if the names want, if you want to do that put his, them up in post his name is is Walton Goggins oh. not Walter Goggins. And Walton Goggins is one of my favorite actors okay. and, and, and by all accounts, a wonderful guy. So Justified. I will, I will throw that up. Walton what Goggins do you get confused? Too. Well, he was also in The Hateful Eight. He was great. Yeah. He's great. He's fantastic. By the way, that's, not, that's a snow movie, not a Christmas movie. No, that's a bummer A lot of snow movie. in that one. All right. So, everyone, that's it. Uh, I hope you uh, get to watch these movies if you haven't already and get prepared for a as good a Christmas as we can have under the present. Here's the thing. Everybody stay safe. Get through this yeah. year. We're going to be fine. We're I hope so. This year. That's, be- our, that's our Christmas wish to all of you. God bless you, everyone. God bless, God bless everyone. everyone. It's the best Thank goose in all of London. I know him. I know him. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks again, Drew. All right, Drew, Drew. Thank you, guys. Have a safe week. <laughs> <laughs>